Welcome back to another episode of VHS Files Presents The Horror Section. This podcast contains spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. Now your hosts, Josh and Jason. Enjoy the horror. All right, well, we're back, and today we're going to be talking worst to the first of the Halloween franchise. So you're getting a lot of Halloween talk from Jason and I here in the Halloween season, but it's the perfect time for it. I would say so. I mean, you can just look at Josh's background. I see a couple Myers masks and memorabilia. Look mm-hmm. behind me, my little backdrop. My house is full of Michael Myers, so, and we had a new Halloween movie come out. Been seeing a lot of lists online, and I had talked to Josh about it. I don't think I agree with these people's lists. So you know what? Me and Josh being Halloween fans, we're going to make our own. I mean, that's the joy of being your own person is you have the right to your own opinion. So I think everybody has a right to, to list these movies the way they want to. But we <laughs> we have seen some lists that just make absolutely no sense to us. So we're going to put ours out there for everybody. And maybe some people will argue with the way that we number these. And <laughs> hey, they say opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them. They all stink. They all stink. So I just didn't agree with a few of the ones I saw. So I'm going to throw them out out there. And I'm pretty sure there are people saying, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? There's no way this is better than this one. And I'm, I'm pretty interested to see how, how our lists are going to go. Um, I, I have been thinking about how I would rank these for a little while now. And I'm actually quite excited to talk about this, the way I'm going to rank them here and, and, and discuss my reasoning for this. So, and I'm anxious to hear what Jason says, because you know, Jason and I, we've referenced this on our show before. Uh, you know, uh, if you've seen the movie Summer School and you know who Chainsaw and Dave are, we've referenced that he and I are like Chainsaw and Dave in that movie. We share the same brain when it comes to horror and shit like that. But we, it should be said that you and I do disagree on things quite a bit sometimes. Yeah, when it, especially when it comes to horror. We do. I mean, Eric's the one who pointed that out that, you know, we were like Chainsaw and Dave. If yeah. We were in high school and we grew up together. Because Josh and I didn't meet each other until later in life, but I think that could have totally been us. But yeah, we do disagree. Uh, there's a few horror movies out there that we have different opinions on, and I'm pretty sure even in this list of movies, we're going to have different opinions. But at the end of the day, I still love you, bro. That's right. Just remember yeah. that. It all comes down to <laughs> we, we can all still love each other, even though we got different opinions. We all love Michael Myers and Halloween. So, so, and speaking, speaking of Michael Myers and Halloween, I mean, this, this is a franchise that we both have grown up with. Uh, it's your, you know, we've discussed this on the Halloween kills podcast, but this is your favorite movie of all time. Not just horror movie, favorite movie of all time. Uh, this is my favorite slasher movie of all time. Now, when it comes to franchises, um, I feel like Halloween is while it's one of the most popular franchises, it's not without its fair share of negatives. Trick or treat motherfucker man that bitch got herself a nice little dumper tumultuous round melon breasts round melon what i honestly feel out of like (laughs) the top four like i mean this is also a discussion within itself but you got your top four horror icons you got michael myers you got jason Voorhees, freddy krueger leatherface all of those franchises have problems there's no bones oh, about God. that. Definitely. And the funny thing is, is, you know, depending on what you grew up watching the most is going to sway what, what your opinion is of these movies. But 
I am of the opinion that I think Friday the 13th is a stronger franchise than the Halloween, but just because Halloween goes off the rails quite a bit. But <laughs> to, to be fair, you could say the same exact thing for Friday the 13th. So, yeah. again, opinions. Everybody's hey, got them. At least that's, Michael Myers hasn't gone to space yet. Right. That's all I got to say. Well, <laughs> that's the biggest thing I take issue with with the Halloween franchise is that it takes itself way too seriously majority of the time. Yeah, it can. And I realize how contradictory that sounds considering we just hounded on the Halloween kills podcast about how they're trying to interject comedy in the series now. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. It's like one of those things where you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, it's just fucking weird. It, it's weird to have stupid comedy interjected into a Michael Myers movie. And I think that's because they've tried to stay so serious for the majority of these movies. I got peanut butter on my penis. Ew, Dad. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. And I mean, if you go through the history of Halloween, you know, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill created these characters, these movies, you know, started this franchise. And to be fair and to be said, this was never meant to be a franchise about Michael Myers. Never. And, and, and I don't know if a lot of people know that I'm sure you, know, you can get on the internet and find all this information out, but you know, John Carpenter had no intentions of making any sequels to Halloween. It was a one and done story for him. And of course, I mean, they, M Michael was a moneymaker. Yeah. So therefore they were going to make more with him and then they tried making one without him and mm -hmm. bad things happened as far as money wise reviews and such things as that. But we'll get to that one here too in this list. Yes, so. we will. We're including Halloween three in this list because it is yeah. part of this franchise. And, you know, the biggest thing about Halloween three for me, and we'll talk more about this when we get to our rankings here, but I mean, John Carpenter was still involved in that. So yeah. I still feel a lot of his influence in that movie. So therefore I feel like it fits right into this, to this, you know, this list. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, you talk about seeing people's list on the internet. Like I've seen people listing Halloween three as their top Halloween film. And then okay. down from there. So okay, again, those people are psychotic. <laughs> They're psychotic. Sorry. Sorry, people. You're but, wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> we all have our opinion, but that's my opinion that you're wrong. So, and, and, you know, it, all, it also should be brought up that with the, you know, we have tried to restart this franchise three times now, or we have restarted this franchise three times have, yeah. now. Mm -hmm. We, we originally, they ended the, um, the, the original run with a reboot for, for, uh, Jamie's or, Laurie Strode's character in H2O, which was supposed to reboot the entire thing. It was completely disregarding some of the sequels. I'll get to that when I get to my rankings. Um, and then, you know, you got Resurrection, which was continuing that storyline. And then Resurrection was a failure. And then we got Rob Zombie. And now you've got David Gordon Green. So this is a franchise that they have continued to try and keep alive. And I think they're on the right track now with David Gordon Green stuff. But... Basically, that's really what I'm going to get to with my rankings here yeah. is just how uh, <laughs> just how sloppy this franchise got over oh, the past 40 years. Yeah, I just want to notate a couple things in the horror world of movies. We now have 12 Halloween movies. We have now tied the Friday the 13th series. Mm -hmm. uh, Halloween Ends comes out next year, which will put Michael having a bigger run than Jason Voorhees. So he will actually be the horror leader as far as overall movies, even though he wasn't in part three is still 
13 movies. Well, he kind of was in part three, if you want to get technical. Yeah. 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 But uh, also, I mean, other ones are right underneath him. You had Nightmare on Elm Street has nine. Aliens is eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saw movies have made eight. There's a bunch that have made eight sequels or, or in their whole franchise. So. But the even though we all love Michael and this list is about Michael, we still, with sequels and franchises, have not beat the king of monsters. Godzilla has 35 movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, we're we, as of next year, we're number two right behind godzilla well you know to, to be fair i i think if you put godzilla up against michael myers it'd probably be a good fight but i think godzilla would fucking eat his ass in the end so um but would he just stab him on the inside and pull like a drax from guardians of the galaxy 2 right. and just come out through his stomach i don't know you never know you never know i mean the world we live in now and some of the shit we've seen on film i would not i would not put it past hollywood to give us a michael versus godzilla movie at some given point in time it could be some weird director. It could be Rob Zombie doing it. Just decide, you know, I'm going to make Mike Michael 300 feet tall. That seems section. more like a Rob Zombie Halloween movie. As you put yeah. Michael Myers against Godzilla, I would actually watch that. Even if Rob Zombie directed it, I would watch it. Yeah. And, and then Ash from Evil Dead comes in and kills them both. Dude, here you go. What if? <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if? We've got the MCU, the DCEU. We'll start the slasher movie extended universe and much okay. like we brought every individual character from comic books together for the uh, avengers movies we will do that with our, our horror icons you'll have pinhead you'll have leatherface you'll have all of them and eventually they will converge in one movie to have an ultimate battle <laughs> in the main in the one that goes through all of them will be ash yeah. The movie's set around him, and he's going because remember he travels these dimensions because of the Necronomicon, and he goes to each one of their movie right. franchises. And then at the, it's like the Infinity War Endgame. All the icons show up in one movie to fight Ash and whoever he has on his side. I you like have it. everybody from Pennywise to Chucky, all the way down to like the Wishmaster guy. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Now you're, you're, you're yeah. Or we'll have the thing from Basket Case. Uh, yeah, Belial. <laughs> Uh, everything we could bring it all in uh yeah dude we could totally do that we'll have but, the, how i'll we'll have the critters in there like <laughs> we're critters, going crazy critters. we're gonna do a countdown of halloween movies we're making our own movies critters uh, right versus now. gremlins dude critters versus Ooh. gremlins i want to see that one that would be good dude, all right i need to make that happen all right let's get back to michael let's and get his to movies. it we are gonna do worst to first so we're starting at the bottom of the barrel Working our way up to the top. Now, I do want to give an asterisk here. If you know anything about us, if you've listened to our podcast, you know Jason, you know me. We've talked about how much the the original Halloween means to us. It should be no surprise that Halloween's going to be number one on the top of both of our lists. So, yeah, I have no doubt that that's going to be... (laughs) So if, 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 if you're looking for some kind of surprise at the top of this list, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you now. There's no surprise there. So uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe below. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up. Thanks for watching. <laughs> we appreciate it. But if you want to see what we're going to do from 12 to 2, yeah, you might want to watch. So we're going to go ahead and start at number 12. And I want to do a countdown. And Jason and I will probably have the same one here. So three two one rob's always h2 fuck you (laughs) fuck you 
I'm going Rob Zombies Halloween 2. I am going Halloween Resurrection. Nope, I'm going H2. Okay, explain your Halloween H2. Because it's still a Rob Zombie movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes absolutely no sense. All this stupid stuff with his mom showing up with a white horse and all that crap. The mask, I don't care for. Uh, It's just... It made it, it. It was just a jumbled pile of crap to me. I'm sorry. I mean, I love and I loved. Uh, uh, God, what's his name that plays Michael in these movies? Uh, he plays Tyler Maine. And Tyler Maine. Hit now. That's the thing I don't dislike about either one of his movies. Tyler Maine did a great job playing Michael Myers. The big looming, huge, grab you by the throat and hang you up the ground and throw you across the swimming pool type guy. You know, he did great. But uh, I just the big woolly. I mean, he's trying. We look like Michael Myers in H two right now. I mean, he had the big beard bulging out of the mask and everything. It's just, I did not care for the whole H two and the tying in to young Michael and Ghost Mom and their calling uh, Lori into them. And uh, you know, I, it was it was a mess to me. The movie was too all over the place. Alrighty, well, that was a shock for me. So we're starting off good here. Um, I, I'm going Halloween Resurrection for number 12, and the biggest thing about Resurrection for me is this is a very uninspired movie. You have no real story plot because they do the absolute insult of killing Laurie Strode in this movie. Okay. And I think that, you know, at the time they were going through these sequels. I think Jamie Lee Curtis was over it at this point in time. I don't think any of the scripts she had gotten were very good. And she was like, I'll do it, but I want you to kill me off. And She's I don't like, fucking over this shit. Yeah, Get me and, out of here. And, 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 I, and I don't blame her. That's not her fault. You know, I have heard about some of the failed scripts that they have done for Halloween sequels and reboots and everything. And there have been some garbage scripts out there. Um, this one is one of them, and I'm surprised this one even made it to, to shooting. Um, so that we all can receive somewhat of a robust back end when the shit is all over. I want my money, right? What's most surprising about this one for me is Rick Rosenthal, who directed part two, which is one of the best sequels in this series, directed yeah. this movie, and it is such a pile of garbage. It's completely like too brightly lit. There's just like this teen drama, teen angst thing to it. You don't have anything like Michael has no point in this movie. Lori is dead. And like, what's the point of Michael doing anything at this point? If, if, if there's no nothing driving that, that's where the story was going at this particular point in time. Yeah. And all you did was going home and there happened to be people in his house. Yeah. So, and, and then, you know, you add the bonus of having actors like, Busta Rhymes, which, you know, I would consider Busta Rhymes more of a rapper than an actor. So there's one thing I have an issue with. Now, I love Busta Rhymes. Don't get me wrong. I will will rock some Busta Rhymes, but I don't want Busta Rhymes in my Halloween movies. Relax, man. I'm only trying to give America a good show. Um, Same thing with Tyra Banks. There is a full, like, at least two-minute scene of Tyra Banks dancing around making a cup of coffee in this movie. And I... I don't care. I don't want to see this. If you're going to give me a Halloween movie with Michael Myers, I would much rather see Rob Zombie's take doing Halloween 2 than the shit they give us in this movie. And that's my opinion. If you don't like it, that's your opinion. We move on to number 11. Can you guess what my number 11 is? Uh, Let me guess. Is it uh, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween? 
no halloween resurrection the movie you just talked about see <laughs> that's crazy like i feel like if you were if you were going bottom if you're going bottom of the barrel for rob zombie i figure you'd have both of his films at the bottom but well they were so close it was a like almost a quarter flip dude mm-hmm. of like which one i i despise both of these movies they're they're both horribly everything like you just said everything i said about that one but uh yeah Halloween Resurrection is totally the whole thing when she's hanging off the side and he kisses her, and then yeah, I'm just like, what? Are she kissing? And like, what, what the fuck is there a crane doing on top of a mental hospital? That makes no sense whatsoever. The whole the whole aspect of him grabbing her and pulling her down also logistically oh. makes no sense. Oh, that's what it is. They had the crane up there to teach people to overcome their fear of heights, so they hang them off the side of the building. <laughs> realize nothing's going to happen that's what i'm going with that's why it's there out of nowhere so what, well, what do you got for 11 my number 11 is rob zombies halloween Ooh. i i um i have a lot of issues with this movie uh we touched on some of them in the podcast when we were talking about halloween kills um this movie takes 54 minutes to get to what i want to see in a halloween movie um, I do not like the aspect that they turned Michael into an a, a, a emotionally and physically abused child, giving him that reason for doing what he does and becoming who he becomes. Take that damn thing off. You are starting to annoy me, boy. I hate you. And I hate you too. You see this? I think that takes away all the mystery. It strips away all the, everything about what was great about that first movie. Um, I do, however, like some of the characters in it. Um, I think scout Taylor Compton is okay. Um, she does the best with what she has in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I like the relationship she has with her parents in, in this one. And, that's really like the majority of what I, I really like about it. Some of the kills are pretty brutal. I do like Tyler Maine in this one as Michael. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, I, I don't want to have to wait an hour to get to the Halloween story that I want to see. I don't need an hour of, you know, showing me an abused child becoming a serial killer. All of this stuff in, in Smith's Grove, especially when you're looking at the director's cut, Rob Zombie's cut of this movie with the rape and all of that stuff in the hospital. It's just completely, you know, over the top, unnecessary. You don't need it there. It's just there for shock value, and it doesn't make for a good movie for me. Now, when you get to the actual, what what I would consider the remake of Halloween in that movie, I'm all right with that. From, from where it goes into Haddonfield to him stalking Lori is pretty decent. I actually quite like it. I don't think the girls in this are as likable as Lori and and all the girls in the original. So that's a downside. And uh, the ending of this movie goes on way too long. And that's why it's my number 10. Because I, I still think it's better written from that point on than Resurrection and Rob Zombie's H2. Right. Uh, but it's just, like you said, the whole thing where... The thing that made Michael scary in 1978, he was a six-year-old boy that walked in his sister's room and stabbed her for no apparent reason. Yeah. None. None. And they even touched on it in Halloween Kills. It was just, he did it. There's no, like, well, he had a troubled childhood. He liked to cut on rats and blah, blah, blah. His mom was a stripper. Her boyfriends were 
trash his sister was promiscuous sleeping with everybody blah 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 and he lived in a poor home and all that kind of stuff and i'm like you're trying to make him human yeah and michael that was better not it was just a blank slate that's why they gave him the you know emotionless mask there's nothing there yeah it's just whatever is driving him and we still don't know exactly what that is even with halloween kills yeah i mean that's that's one of the most grating parts of this movie for me is William Forsyth in the beginning. Bitch, I will crawl over there and I will skull fuck the shit out of you. Oh, I'll get the crutches for you. It is like nails on a chalkboard trying to get through the opening couple of scenes of this movie because... I like that he dies early. Yeah, I mean, he dies early, but I mean, the, all of the vulgarity that's put in here, like, you didn't, you didn't hear a whole bunch of cussing in the original Halloween, and I understand when you give Rob Zombie a script or you, or, you know, give Rob zombie a movie like this. He's going to do what he does to it. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, give Rob zombie, Texas chainsaw massacre. That's oh, his Fourier. Like, you know, backwoods, Texas, redneck killing people with chainsaws. That screams Rob zombie to me. Halloween oh. never like, n like Halloween and Rob zombie was never a thought in my mind. And I was genuinely shocked when I heard that he was going to be remaking these movies. Um, there seemed to be some promise there when they had the trailers originally. I remember both you and I were kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, this looks oh. like it might be good and complete letdown. I mean, just was not happy with it whatsoever. Yeah, pretty much to the point he becomes a grown man. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, and it's still not great. There's some stuff in there. But I mean, I love that they brought back Daniel Harris from mm -hmm. Halloween 4 and 5. Uh, that that met her she's super nice so. that was good too because she got a raw deal and we'll talk about that when we get to the other movies here but yeah, yeah like she was a big part of this franchise and then pretty much just got shut out of it and i do respect the fact that rob zombie took the took made the effort to invite her back in because it she genuinely seems like she loved doing the halloween oh, movies yeah. So I, I follow her on Instagram and stuff like that. She's constantly talking about it. Uh, I mean, she's, she still will talk to everybody about these movies. When I met her in person, I think she was promoting hatchet, mm -hmm. uh, maybe hatchet Two at the time. It's been a while back, but yeah. uh, and she'll talk to you about Halloween stuff. She doesn't, I mean, I know she's kind of sore about the way things turned out, but she still loved her time in it. And that the fact that she was in the Rob zombie movie. So she ended up being in four of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, and uh, that kind of brings me to my number 10. Um, I'm putting Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 above the first one. Okay. My, my, my number 10 is going to be Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And for a few reasons, um, I respect the fact that Rob Zombie kind of went off and did his own thing here. Um, you know, it starts out with that dream sequence, which to be to be completely honest, going into the theater and watching this movie when I did and finding out that that opening dream sequence in the hospital was a dream sequence was kind of like a, are you fucking kidding me? Like it was, it's probably the best part of the movie. And then you find out you're in a dream sequence and you're like, well, motherfucker, like what am I supposed to be looking at here? So <laughs> it does, it does make for a confusing, you know, start to this movie. And then where we go from there again, like this is kind of more of an original story from Rob zombie. Um, I think the characters are more relatable in this one because they are dealing with trauma that they experienced in that first movie. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to say the MVP of the hollow of the, of the Rob zombie Halloween movies is Brad Dorff. 
Oh, yeah. Brad Dorff is bringing his A game to these movies because I feel his emotional beats. I feel like the, you know, when he's being goofy, it's genuine. When I feel like he's being serious, it's genuine. Um, you know, I, I never would have imagined that Chucky in a Halloween movie was going to be what I liked the most about a Halloween movie. Yeah. So I, I, I love his character in both of them. I think he's a great Sheriff Brackett. I think the relationship between he and Annie is really good in both yeah. of them. And you feel the weight of that when he finds out she's been attacked in the first movie. It is soul-crushing when she dies in this one. And, again, when he finds her dead in this movie, it, it, like, you feel every bit of emotion there. Like, I, I, I respect this movie for the fact that there's that kind of shit in it. And I will go ahead and say, like, part of my liking for this movie is sort of a guilty pleasure is when the girls all go to the party and they're dressed up like the characters from Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a good one. I, I really, I really like that's, that's pretty damn good. So, but I mean, this, it's still full of problems. Like you said, the, the Sherry Moon zombie with the white horse and all of that stuff is just kind of, where is this coming from? Um, yeah. you know, there's, there's a whole bunch. Uh, another thing with the Rob Zombie movies is they're loaded with characters so they can just intensify, you know, give us a bigger body count yeah. and you know, they're characters I don't care about. And again, like I cuss like a sailor, but the amount of vulgarity that comes out of people's mouths in Rob Zombie movies for the most part is just unbearable, you know? Yeah. I think they're really, uh, in, in a sense, Rob Zombie gets a movie. And I'm kind of wondering what he's going to do with this and the, the monsters one that he's doing is like that he has to have a fuck counter right up in the top right corner. Or have we reached our quota of the word fuck in this in this movie? If not, we need to start throwing them into the script right now. Right. <laughs> it has yeah, to happen. I am super curious. Like I'm I'm not on the bandwagon for it, but I'm super curious about this monsters movie because the monsters is a wholesome TV show. You know, yeah, I love it. Nothing, all the time. nothing the vulgar, obviously. Yeah. I mean, nothing vulgar about the monsters. It is just, you know, uh, classic movie monsters in, in, the, in a setting of if they were a regular family, I'm a little scared by Rob Zombie taking the helm on it, but I know he has a major love for that show. And I think he's, I, I would think he would be very true to the feeling of that show, but so. so that brings us to our number nine. So okay, okay. So we have gotten both Rob Zombie movies and Resurrection out of, out of the way. They're done, folks. Get them out of here. So all the people who love Rob Zombie movies, again, subscribe below, give us a like because we just totally ruined your day. We're sorry. That's again, these are our opinions. Uh, okay, on the number nine, should we do a countdown? Mm, I'm gonna let you just throw yours out there. So what's yours? Halloween four. Okay. That's a bit of a shocker for me. Explain. Uh, first of all, uh, we get our introduction. It's uh, this is the return of Michael Myers. He hasn't been seen since 1981. Uh, we didn't get him in Halloween three because it's a whole different movie. Uh, my main thing, uh, as you can see, I have a mask behind me. I fucking hate the mask. I hate it. All I can see is a walking mime from the mall in the whole movie. And I can't get over it. I mean, I forgot who actually plays Michael, but his overall look, it looks like he's wearing a padded vest under the suit. Uh, it doesn't look human. Like it literally, it looks like they gave him a padded vest to go over it. Cause I mean, he has no pecs and his shoulders are way up here like this. And he walks like this. 
with, and he's got a mind mask on. It's not even a good representation of John Carpenter's mask. I mean, there's a, there's a list that we could do a list over the worst Michael Myers mask. To me, this is number one or number two. So the mask ruins the movie for you, basically. Because I'm a Michael Myers fan. And I mean, there's parts of the movie that are good, but that's all I can focus on is how goofy he looks. It's, it, it takes me out because that's what you, you're looking for is that iconic face, the iconic look of Michael Myers and the, the story aspects of it, that, like I said, that are okay. But it just, it drags. And then it's our first time introduced to Jamie, uh, which is supposed to be Lori's daughter, mm-hmm. because I guess she's gone into hiding to hide from Michael Myers. There's all kinds of different well the myths st- about what's going on. The story yeah. there is that she died in a car accident. Yeah, but we find out, you know, later that she it was basically they were what you call it, uh hiding her, you know, government prote- or protection, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, there's so many different things people have beliefs of what really happened. Oh, so wait, wait, so that's what you think is happening in H two O? Yeah, well remember she did. She went into hiding. Because she changed her name and everything because she went into hiding and moved to California to get as far away from freaking Haddonfield as she could. Okay. Well, we'll touch on that when I get to H2O in my, in my account, because I have a different outlook on that than you do. I mean, the Jamie Lloyd characters. Okay. Uh, And this one, I kind of liked her better in another movie, but we'll get into that shortly. But uh, yeah, the mask kills it. It's like, Number nine for me is Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. This one continues the story from part four, uh, with Jamie Lloyd and everything that happened there, but I am not interested in this story. It's really silly that there's this psychic connection between her and Michael. Uh, a lot of the things in this movie don't make any sense at all. Uh, why would, why would Michael be just be laying dormant for a year? Like his, his fucking muscles would have atrophied by, by then. Like it makes a shot burned, blowed up. And then we get the introduction to this mysterious man in black figure that spoiler alert ends on a cliffhanger in this movie and, and gets no explanation at all. So while the first time I saw this movie, I was a little like, I remember watching it late at night as a kid and being a little freaked out by it because it's a very dark movie. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, some of the scenes in this did kind of scare me as a kid, especially all the stuff in the cornfields and whatnot in the, in the later part of it. Oh yeah. I kind of like but, that. Yeah. You know, you talk about part four, like they, they actually set up some good characters in part four with Jamie Lloyd and her sister, Rachel, um, the family there. And then in this one, it's just a complete, again, like, uh, insult to us that you made us fall in love with Rachel in part four, and then you immediately kill her in this movie. And then you have her friends taking over the lead roles and doing things with Jamie. That makes no sense whatsoever. This is just a very sloppy movie. Um, <laughs> the, the, the story here is ridiculous. Loomis is absolutely unhinged in this movie. However, I just fucking love, I just love Donald Pleasance being, unhinged Michael uh, unhinged Dr. Loomis. So that's not really that big of a thing for me, but he's, he's yelling at a child and dragging her around the hospital. Like it's just, it's not fun. This movie is not fun whatsoever. Uh, this is when we get the introduction to some of the stupid shit, like the cops. All clear. Nothing above, nothing below. What about Max? Adobe, right? 
This is not happening to me. Max! Max, what have you done? I'm so embarrassed. It's what we're here for. Rescue cats. Find dogs. That's a job. And we love it. Yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier about comedy interjected into Halloween movies. This is really their kind of first big interjection of comedy into a Halloween movie yeah. right there. So that's, you know, that's this one's definitely down there for me because there's just a lot. You know, this is the start of the whole Curse of Thorns stuff, which we didn't even know at that time. It was just something mysterious happening. And it just it's one of those movies that this is definitely like a filler movie. This one really is kind of like right there alongside resurrection for me, like resurrection doesn't have anything really redeeming about it. This one at least has a couple of things, yeah. uh, but you know, it's, it's still like, I, I, I don't know how you could put this one above part four, but that's just my opinion. Well, like, but well, that's the thing is I can say that it's better. I liked the mask. I liked the story of him waking up. It's a little raw and dirty in the beginning uh, shoot, I like the idea of him riding around with that other mask on, driving a Camaro around town <laughs> with the girl that didn't even know that who it was. It thought it she thought it was her boyfriend. He'd already killed him with the little three prong fort thing in the garage when they were trying to buy a keg. Uh, I like the kills in part five better. I like the barn when they go to the party, uh, and they had kittens. There was kittens in the movie. It makes it better. <laughs> Come on, man. They found the kittens in the bar. Uh, so kittens cute. can't save this one for me. So, but no. Nah. All right. But, so, what's your number eight? Number eight, H2O. <laughs> okay. Did you think it was going to be higher or lower on this list? Uh, you know, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about H2O. So, um, it's, it's, it's not my number eight, but go ahead. Just explain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, H2O to me, uh, I mean, again, it's the whole kickstart to the second run of Halloween because we had Halloween 1 and 2, the Laurie Strode story, and then we skip 4, 5, and 6, and we get H2O. This is years later, 20 years later, to be exact, when the movie's made. Mm -hmm. uh, writing in this movie is not good. Some of the acting is not good. Uh most people just love it because the girls are in love with Josh Hartnett and he shows up in the movie with his fucked up haircut. Somebody give that man a his, his, haircut. His, his first movie, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and he went on to Pearl Harbor and all that and all the ladies fell in love with him. But uh, I just, I don't know. I had problems with it. I, it Of it being tied to Halloween 1 and 2, it was a severe drop off in story pacing the way it was just done. Uh, we do get LL Cool J in this one, which is has superior acting chops to Buster Rhymes. I will put that on record. LL, you did way better than Buster. So that's way better. But uh, it's, I don't know. And again, the mask is horrible. The twist at the end that we find out in Resurrection uh, and how they, I guess they were trying to fix it. I get, that's almost why I hated Resurrection is because at the end of this movie, I mean, we said heavy spoilers, so if you've never seen H2O, she thinks she kills Michael, it's over, and it's anticlimactic. He's pinning against a tree, she cuts his head off with an axe. Boring. There should have been a better fight, something, I don't know. If you're going to, if this was the end of the franchise, because that's what we were led to believe, that this was it, because there was no talks of resurrection at this point, uh, that it ended 
horrible. The ending's horrible. So that are my qualms with it. Okay. I could go for way more, but no. You gotta you gotta well, go number eight sometime today. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I still have H2O to get to, so we can discuss it more when I get to it. Um go. my number eight would be Curse of Michael Myers, part six. Uh again, this this kind of comes I, I I can respect them developing the story. They started with part five with the man in black, curse of thorn stuff and everything, but it's just not a good movie. I, you know, that's something that should be said. Like, I don't think any of the mask and any of the sequels look good. Um, the mask took an absolute downgrade from part four on. I mean, part four is definitely the worst of them, but you know, I, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of any, we didn't even talk about the mask and resurrection, like with the, the big fluff, fluffy eyebrows yeah, and he, he looks like he's got a fucking Afro, like the, the mask in that one is terrible. I like the producer's cut more than the theatrical cut. Yeah, I do have that. I, that I'm, I remember I told you years later that I had found it, but I had the rough cut producer's mm-hmm. cut where he just basically went in and threw in the extra scenes like a like really a legit finished. like a legit videotape that just had scenes dubbed into dubbed it into it <laughs> it was it's pretty bad but uh i enjoyed it because it was one of those things if you're a halloween fan you had to find you had to go out there and, and i found one paid yeah. a lot of money for it back in the day but uh yeah and now we do have the blu-ray version of it with the producer's cut which is way better yeah, but, the, uh, the story yeah. in the producer's cut is a little more cohesive, makes a little more sense. Um, the terrible ending we got in the theatrical version with just uh, in- injecting Michael with this, this I don't even know what it is, this, this poison, and then beating him down with a pipe. And then you get this cliffhanger of Dr. Loomis screaming at the end because, unfortunately, we lost, doc- uh, we lost uh, Donald Pleasance after this movie. And so, you know, unfortunately we had to dispatch his character, but I, I find it more interesting with the way they ended it in the producer's cut with him kind of taking over the, the thorn stuff and having to kind of be the one that looks over Michael. But the story here is just completely overblown. You know, the, the, the kills here are not really anything all that special for me. Again, you insult us by killing off Jamie in this movie. And also the annotations that Michael had sex with her and that the baby is Michael's and it's never blatantly said in this movie, but that's pretty problematic. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, and it's kind of what you were talking about the whole Jamie Lee, uh, Jamie Lloyd story, Daniel Harris. Uh, this is where they basically wrote her out of the script. Yeah. Cause I think she wanted to be in Halloween six and they put her as a, it, it was a time jump because I mean, in part five, she's still, a small child and then here we get her old enough to bear children she looks like she's either in high school or in like 19 20 years old at this point yeah uh but yeah they're supposedly because it the whole curse or whatever is is michael has to kill everybody in his family it's it's a family curse yeah type thing and that's what it is and i guess the child was going to be the next michael i mean that's almost kind of what you're led to believe mm-hmm. but yeah he's out to kill both yeah. her and the kid Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It also just kind of makes Michael out to be this like lap dog. Like it's just, Oh, go, go do this. You go do that. And then at the end he goes off the rails, but you know, it just, this is really where I think this franchise gets super convoluted and the story goes off the rails. And this is really the major turning point. Like five and six are really the major, just like, Oh my God, where are they going with this shit? You know? 
<laughs> but that's my number eight. So what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is five. Five. Okay. Yeah. My Any, anything five. to add or just what we've already talked about? Uh, no, pretty much. Every, I mean, like, like I said, I actually enjoyed it better than, uh, H2O. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of enjoyed the, the cops a little bit because for one thing, uh, I believe they die. It's been a while since I've watched part five. I'm going to go back and watch that again, but, uh, there's parts about part five. I do like, and, uh, to be said, like I, you know, as much as I bitch and complain about the story and how bad some of these movies are does not dissuade me from actually turning them on and watching them every fucking year. So at some point in time, yeah. I just haven't got to that one this year. I mean, I definitely, uh, turn on my Blu-ray set that my buddy Josh got me for a Christmas present a while back and I, I will go through all of them. So mm. except the Rob Zombie ones, I don't need to watch those. See, I, I even still will, will revisit them. I'm like, maybe I'll watch it this time and see something I haven't seen before. Nope. Still just a bunch of redneckery fuckery. <laughs> so, What's your seven? My number seven is H2O. Um, nice. You know, there's things I like here. Um, to be said, this was, this this was again, we talked about this trying to reboot the franchise. I think they, you know, this is where you and I differ a little bit. I think they're completely disregarding the, the Jamie story here. I think they're literally just going from part, here's where I have a lot of issues. I don't know if they're going from part one or two because the story, again, is so all over the place. Um, in this movie, you have Michael just all of a sudden shows up at Marion Chambers' house and breaks in looking to find for Dr. Loomis, looking for Dr. Loomis, and he's dead and you know, finds out where Lori is. So, number one, you just have Michael appearing, you don't know where he came from. Like, if we're if we're meant to believe that this is disregarding everything after part two, then that doesn't explain him being on fire in the hospital at the end. Yeah, H however. You have Josh Hartnett's character in this movie saying that, oh, we have a serial killer in the family. So they're sticking with the fact that Lori is his sister here, but yeah. you're not giving me anything stating, okay, well, then what happened to the burning body at the end of part two? Oh, yeah. they're they're doing, they're retconning it to the, to where, oh, he just got up and left after that first movie. And now he's back to get, now he's back to find Lori. 20 years later, he just walked out and disappeared for 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. Just where was he? And now he's well, back. And, well, and Claire, yeah, go ahead. And apparently she's his sister and he knows that and she knows that. But again, if we're disregarding part two, then the sister thing doesn't doesn't add up. So this movie, the story here is very sloppy. And that's that's really my biggest issue with it. That and the fact that you got CGI masks that look terrible and three different masks that they're using and uh, LL Cool J writing Fifty Shades of Grey, and I don't care. Like I don't want to hear about you writing your sex novel. Um, th again, like this movie takes place the majority of the time during the day, so it's very brightly lit. There's no mystery here. You've got Michael in full frame in most of the shots. Oh yeah. So you know, but I can at least respect the fact that they were trying to start over and disregard the shit that wasn't working, like the curse of thorn stuff and all of that shit. So that's really the biggest reason it's higher on my list. Cause you got Jamie, you got Jamie uh, Lee Curtis back. I love, absolutely love all of the callbacks to psycho with Janet Lee. Janet Lee there. That's great. Yeah. And the, and, and the, the car and the car, the, the score is a little bit better here. Um, than some of the other ones we had, like the guitar score and curse of Michael Myers is God awful. So, <laughs> 
that's really, you know, this one, this one is right middle of the road for me. So it's not, it's not good, but it's better than the worst. And I know why you like H2O better because Steve Miner directed it. Steve Miner, director of uh, part part two and three of Friday the 13th. So, uh, I mean, still like it doesn't feel like a Friday the 13th movie. The fact that Steve Miner directed it doesn't really mean much to me, but I just know we said at the beginning of this, Josh likes Friday 13th series. So we have a Steve Miner film in our Halloween group directed by a Friday 13th director. Honestly, this feels more like a scream movie than anything. Yes, because it came well, out. It was after, that time. It's right after Scream came out and, and kind of revitalized horror. So, therefore, I think Kevin Williams has an uncredited writing credit on this. I think there was a lot of a, a big fiasco with that, but I think Kevin Williams was involved. And uh, yeah, I mean this this feels like a Scream movie, and you know it's coming from Miramax, same studio as as Scream, so that yeah. that that all makes sense. So, number six, six. Six. <laughs> six, 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 six. No, uh, no, that's why I, and we've already discussed that one, uh, the whole producer's cut and everything. I, I guess I have a soft spot for six. I, I like that we get uh, Paul Rudd and his character. His first movie, first yes, ever movie first for movie. Mr. Paul Rudd. We would not have Ant Man if it was not for Halloween six. <laughs> and I, I kind of like his character's movie. He's, he's off, he's got this weird tick to him type feel uh well spoiler alert he's a lot better of a tommy than the tommy that we get in halloween kills yeah Uh, i was about yeah evil dies tonight he's definitely a better tommy for sure i kind of like some of the mythos with the thorn thing back in the day uh because it was cool it was mystical mysterious you know things to do with stonehenge or whatever and oh no stonehenge is coming up in a little bit oh i know that (laughs) but i'm just saying the old celtic you know, pagan days of religion and stuff like that. I kind of liked it because I was into that kind of stuff back in the, back in those times, and I thought it was cool. I mean, at one time I wanted to get that tattoo on my wrist, the thorn thing that's on Michael's mm. wrist. I'm glad I didn't. I talked myself <laughs> out of it, but I always I was like, that's so cool. That's what it means. Then when you go to look it up, I don't think that's actually what it means because it's all about runes they keep talking about. Yeah, and uh, it's not what it means. It's <laughs> about what I could find, but. uh I mean, I did like the movie. And like you said, if you watch the producer's cut, it does give it a better spin, I think, a little than what we got in the theater. So that's why I got six, six at six. See, this is this is crazy. Like, I, I feel like the story in those movies is so bad. And, and part four is at least a competent story trying to continue from the original. And just the fact that the mask is so bad is what ruins it for you. Not the story, not any of that. It's like, it's just fucking Dude. crazy to me. But no, I like, as I said, uh, when we talk about these lists and these movies we talk about on our show, it's all about a nostalgia feel. And four, I have no nostalgia for that movie, and I don't enjoy watching it. Uh, Five, I like The Mask better. I kind of like it. It's a little grittier of a movie to me than part four. Uh, It's it's a little different. And then six, I just like the movie. I mean, I like I said, yeah, it's a little sloppy of a story, but I enjoyed it. And I still do today. And when if I, if I got to watch four, five, and six, I will watch all of them because I love my Halloween movies. But and it's hard to make this list because they all have a, a a place in my little Halloween heart that I love. There's things about every movie that I love. But if we're going to nitpick it, I'm going to go with six at six. So number six for me is part four. 
with the return of Michael Myers. Oh, there you go. I I I like the story here. It was the most it was the most um organic storyline they could go with after what happened in part two and then the change up in part three. So, you know, if you got if you've got Lori or, or Jamie Lee Curtis not interested in coming back, okay, then take it a step further. Okay, I don't mind the story that Lori died in a car accident, but her daughter was was, you know, left and it's a story following her. Like if you're gonna have Michael following the Lori Strode character or the Strode family or well his family, you know, that's just a natural progression. Um I can look past the mask in this one, uh, even though it is absolutely god awful. Like it would probably be at the bottom on my watch mask the movie list. Like this. Yeah. Mask. Okay, cover up. Um Okay, he's gone. Okay, watch it again. And I you know, <laughs> I also don't like the actor that plays Michael in part six. So kind of the same thing you don't like yeah. about about this one like i don't i don't it think the guys weird yeah i don't know yeah. like the guys in those movies i don't think fit the stature of michael myers very well and they just look odd but you know i i, I like loomis looking for michael going back to haddonfield the gas station scene uh you know i the one thing about this movie that got me when i first saw it i still vividly remember when that scene happens when he comes to life in the back of that ambulance and puts his thumb through thumb. the guy's head. Yes. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is a different Michael, <laughs> you know, like yeah, you can hear the bones as he's yeah. pushing his thumb in, you know, and, and at least they're, they're respecting the end of part two. Like, okay, he's been a burn victim for the past. However long again, if he'd been laying there still in lifeless for all this time, his muscles would atrophy and there makes no sense that he would be able to get up and walk around. But still I'm, I'm able, I'm able to go with that here. Dude, he's anti atrophy. Yeah, that's what basically we found out because you said that's what should have happened in part five, uh-huh. and it happened in part four. He, Michael doesn't get atrophy, dude. He's great. He, he he's like <laughs> this shit don't bother me. What's atrophy? I got a pill for that. Just give me up, let me go, and I got people to kill. So I mean, I I find part four to be a better movie than five and six. Um, you know, I I can I can look past the mask when it comes to the storytelling. You know, I kind of like the whole endings part with them in the house, being locked in the house with Michael and then him terrorizing them. The fact that he uses a shotgun to not shoot somebody, but impale someone through a door. I think that's badass. And that's better than anything I see in part five and six. So and then we get Jamie killing or and then, no, yeah she like kill her she attacks her foster mom right the ending of this one is also like oh damn they're back. going they're going they're going this route with this like that was shocking to me so i think there's a lot of redeeming qualities for part four so that's why it's a little higher on my well i mean it's technically right in the middle of my list so. yeah well, that's what I said i mean the mask is a hard part for me but i do like the movie and that's why it's we're making this list. It's hard to make this list. Like I said, did it five times, and it's really hard to rank these because there are parts about every single movie that I really love, and that's why I love the Halloween franchise. But if you got to make a list, I'm, I'm finding a little bit of things and like, okay, am I going to nitpick this or this or this, or am I feeling nostalgic about that? But And I can't argue with I mean, really, truly, I can't argue about any of these except the first 12, 11, and 10. I mean, yeah. <laughs> th- those are easy to discard, but from then on, it's hard to do these movies. Well, so. we're, we're, we're past the halfway point. So what's your number five? Halloween kills. Okay. Halloween kills the new one. We just did a whole show on it. Yeah. It'll be linked uh, up here. If you want to go uh, listen to that episode, we'll link it right up there for you. 
I like because it gets me back into it. It gets me back into the story because we've got all our characters. We got Lindsay, we got Tommy, we got Lonnie. Uh, we get uh, the flashback to 1978, which we found out in our other episode. We were talking about CGI, but in recent news, we found out it was no CGI for Dr. Loomis. All makeup effects, baby. Practical makeup. And they had a guy do the voice, a different person than the actor do the voice and nailed it. Yeah. So I give that up to them for doing that. I mean, I, at the time when we did that episode, we I saw the thing we could think of is that it was CGI because they do it in Star Wars movies and everything else nowadays. Yeah. And Marvel movies with the de aging processes and stuff like that. But yeah, like we we like I legit like pressed stop on the recording and then looked on Twitter and they were like, "No CGI, it's all makeup effects." And I was like, "Well, shit, that's gonna make us look like assholes." <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna redeem ourselves here. At the time, it was there was no news out there that that's what it was when we recorded that episode, but. I do like it. I like that. And we touched on it. the brutality. I love the score score. And I can't say that enough. I mean, I got it playing in my truck when I'm driving around now. Uh, just dude, John and Cody Carpenter are great. Yeah. They, they work with some other people too, but it's, well, it's, I think it's, uh, it's Dave Davies, I think is his name. He's, he's the son of someone, uh, the, the guy from the kinks, like uh, he, he, so, yeah. he is connected to someone within rock and roll history. So, I mean, you've got a trio of people working on this score now that is just, it's yeah, it's a great fucking score, man. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I haven't made it to my second watching yet and it's hard to even put it up on this list higher than some of these other movies because of the nostalgia I feel for these movies of growing up and being in love with the character of Michael Myers for so long. Mm-hmm. But it's still a great movie. I mean, we talked about Evil Dies Unite. There's horrible. Definitely problems with it. <laughs> yeah, but if we're going to nitpick it, that's the biggest part it brings me out of it. So, uh, yeah, that's my number five is kills. Well, children, it's almost time. My number five is Halloween three season of the witch. Um, oh my God. I cannot believe that you you're going to make me have mine listed higher than you. Uh, that's After just... all these years of you talking to me about Halloween three and I gave it a chance. I cannot believe this. It's I figured wh- you'd have it. At, I figured you'd have it like number two or three. It, it is where it is on my list, my friend. Now, you know, we can go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Obviously, yours is you've got it higher on your list than mine. But this movie came with all kinds of negative shit. Michael Myers isn't in it. What are they doing? They're ruining the franchise. Like, I remember watching Halloween movies as a kid. And my mom, even my mom, who's not really, like, super into movies like I am, but showed me these movies or at least let me watch them when I was a kid, was like, no, we're not doing – we're not watching Halloween 3. It doesn't have Michael Myers in it. We're not watching it. Like, that was the biggest thing is you're going to make a Halloween movie and not have Michael Myers in it. Get that shit out of my face. This is not a bad movie. It just happens to be a part of a franchise where they made a misstep. Because if you if you named this movie anything other than Halloween, this would be there would be no negative connotations in that regard towards this movie. It would either be a cheesy 80s B horror movie or just like. But I think that this movie gets so much unwarranted hate for the fact that it's just because it was named Halloween three. I'll go ahead and talk about it because it's uh, it's my number four. Okay. so and since we're just going to go diagonal right to me. Yep. Uh. You know, I expressed a lot of hatred for this movie in the time I've known you. 
Yeah. And because that exactly, I fell in with the the herd mm-hmm. as per se, you know, that bandwagon of Michael's that, not in it. Get that Michael's shit out not of here. In it. And I love Michael Myers. And to put this movie higher on my list than any movie with Michael Myers in it, probably eight, nine years ago, it would have been number 12 yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a friend of ours that our buddy Nathan, I believe that's who told you, says you need to go and watch this movie. And it is not a Halloween movie. You right. watch it as a movie called Season of the Witch. And, and Take to, Michael out of it. <laughs> to be honest, even the, the name Season of the Witch makes no sense in the story of this movie. I have no idea why they named it the well, Season of the Witch. I think it's going back to the pagan days of witchcraft where they're using the parts of Stonehenge as like... It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands and we'd be waiting in our houses of waters and clay. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween. Like, you know, witches would do on Halloween night, they'd go out and have a fire and do a seances and all that kind of stuff, you know, because on Halloween night, the, the the realms between the spirit world and that and the real world the veil is the thinnest so things can happen so i could kind of see where they're going with the whole witch thing because it's more of a pagan thing they're Mm. going with yeah uh but like i was saying once i took that into into my brain and Uh let it sit there because i mean josh knows i'm a stubborn asshole uh when i can i can i can attest i can attest to this (laughs) i actually like this movie I love Tom Atkins, which is Night of the Creeps and Great. all that good stuff. Great. Uh, we've t- done a Night of the Creeps episode. Mm-hmm. Tom Atkins is great in this movie. And then we get that thing at the end. It's like the whole Attack of the Body Snatchers ending uh-huh. where he's screaming into the right into the camera like he's screaming at you in the TV. And that's great because it took me to take it out of my head of that there is no Michael Myers. This isn't a normal Halloween movie. This is the anthology films that John Carpenter wanted to do. Yeah. And that's what the master John Carpenter wanted to do. So I had to take that into consideration. I love my John Carpenter stuff. So therefore I kind of started to love this movie a lot more than I did. Yeah. And I, I like to watch it now. And the whole <laughs> happy, happy Halloween, Halloween. And <laughs> honestly, it's like- stuck in your head for a week. That would be that would be enough to drive someone insane and never want to watch this movie again, honestly. But I I love it, dude. Like even as much as they do it in this movie, I just fucking love I love it. Like I, I don't have a problem with it. And I I love the mask. I love the idea of the these masks are going to obliterate children at the, even though really it makes no sense because like what time zone are they on when when are these kids going to be watching it as opposed to these kids like a lot of yeah. there's a, let's you know, again make no bones about it there's shit in this movie that has problematic and makes no sense continuity but, yeah there, there's bad <laughs> continuity in this movie but still like like you said i love tom atkins i love the bizarre storyline i love i love the production value of the mask and what they do i love the outcome of what happens when you wear these masks and they play the music and in the aftermath of that with the snakes and the bugs and it's it's just so bizarre and out there like it deserves to be looked at with much better regard than people look at it yeah i mean i totally agree like i said 
eight, nine years ago, I, it would have been number 12 if we were talking today. Hell, eight, and, nine years ago, I would have still never seen it because I was on the bandwagon yeah. of, oh, Michael's not in it. I don't give two shits about it. Oh, yeah. And I'd seen it, and that's why I had I didn't like it. And, on, and honestly, it. it's as you can see from our list, it's better than half of the fucking Michael Myers movies on the list. Yeah. It's so. like I said, it has grown on me because it's almost like a a fun Halloween movie for this time of yeah. year. It's it's a different take. So it's not the same old Michael shows up and kills everybody type thing. And I'm, like I said, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm wearing the freaking overalls with the mask and everything. Michael is key in these movies. But if it's a Halloween movie in this ranking, I, I do like it better than some of the subpar stuff that came before it. And I, I will, that, or that came after it, I should say. And I will die on the hill that honestly, if you want Michael Myers in this movie, Michael Myers is in this movie. You just got to look for him. <laughs> so that was your number four. So that means we're on to my number four. Yeah. My number four. If you say Halloween part two, I'm hanging up. It's Halloween kills. <laughs> okay. Woo! I, th- I thought I was at the, I was like, end call. <laughs> <laughs> So I would well, imagine we I would imagine we're, we're that, diagonal. I would imagine that makes your number three Halloween twenty eighteen. Maybe. <laughs> well, if you're just giving me shit about having Halloween two here, so <laughs> I think we can see where this list is going. So we can kind of hey, com- combine because Halloween twenty eighteen is my number three. So you're correct. Yeah, we so. share our brain for the top three. So if you want to hear our full thoughts on Halloween kills, you can listen to the podcast. I'll link it here. I'll link it down below. Uh, you can go check it out. We really went into detail on that one, broke it down, spoilers and everything. But, you know, it's at number four here for me uh, with, with 2018 at number three right above it. Um, mainly because, I mean, I think I honestly enjoyed Halloween kills better on a first watch than I did 2018 Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I still have a lot of issues with Halloween kills, which we talked about. The The evil dies tonight stuff is absolutely terrible. The dialogue in this movie has some major issues. Um, but it, it, it's story makes things that I disliked in 2018 better for me. Yeah, so therefore we talked about that in the episode. Yeah. So therefore 2018 is going to sit, sit higher than this one because I do feel like they, they, they did the right thing with correcting some of the story beats in 2018 and, and Halloween kills, um, namely the Dr. Sartain twist. We talked in depth about that on the, on we, we did not like that about 2018, but Halloween kills sort of gives that, that twist a purpose. So if you watch it in context of the story they're telling, I, I kind of dig it at this point, I can kind of rock and roll with what they're going, what they're giving me here. So even though the, the initial first viewing of, of Halloween 2018 was a down downer for, for that twist, I, I can, I can roll with it now. And it's, it's, it's cause like, I think Halloween kills is a good sequel to Halloween 2018. This is a very divisive movie. A lot of people are loving it or hating it. There's really, I haven't seen a whole lot of in-betweens. Um, but you know, I, I ultimately like the movie I, and, and that also goes into 2018. Like, I think they're a great pairing. I'm anxious to see where Halloween ends is going to fall within this. If it's going to be right there behind Halloween kills, or if it's going to be something that's going to make me go, okay, no, this is the bottom of my list now. Like, 
Is it going to be 13 next year? Right. So I actually, I would probably still rank it at about 10. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Rob Zombies and Resurrection will still be the bottom three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say at least it will be a number 10 in this list after yeah. it comes out next year. So I think that makes both of our number threes are the same. Therefore, both of our number twos are the same. I We both really still love and respect the original sequel to Halloween at, yeah, and for so Halloween too. People hate on it. Again, I grew up watching them in order like that. So therefore yeah. it was just the natural progression for me to watch one and then watch number two. So, and with the way those movies are made much like what they're doing with 2018 and Halloween kills, like they go one right into the other. So it was an easy way for me to just continue watching a story that I liked. Yeah. So, I mean, and they didn't do that in horror movies back then, uh, even into the 80s. They still didn't do that on a lot of the movies. It was always a year later. A couple, yeah. They almost went with the time it took. Like if your movie came out in 1981, you released a sequel in 84, they say three years have passed. Yeah. Well, you had three years between uh, 78 and 81 when Halloween 2, and it still takes place on the same night. Yep. And I, I love it. Like you said, because you can watch the Blu-ray, I almost wish they just did a one continuous movie Blu-ray. That could, would be great. I could put that cut together for you if you'd like. Yeah, just make that happen. <laughs> so you don't, you just hit play and you watch it one and two as one movie. And no, I mean, I, you know, I, I won't say there's not issues with part two. I mean, some of the, some oh, of the yeah. shit in there and some of the acting in there is not very good. Now, you know, a lot of people want to complain about how brutal Halloween kills is and how kind of how brutal, 2018 was compared to the original Halloween two compared to the original is much gorier and a lot bloodier. Like they, they upped the game in that regard. So it's kind of the, it's kind of par for the course for this series that the, the, the more you go, the more gorier they're going to get. Yeah. I mean, even for, like you said, 1981, uh, there's a lot of blood in it. The mm -hmm. kills are a lot worse because in John Carpenter's Halloween, there don't really any at all. Well, again, I mean, None. they were, I'm sure if they had a bigger budget to make a movie, they probably would have done a lot more than they did. They were working on the constraints of the budget they had. They probably did not have the money to afford makeup effects and tons of blood. They had to work with what they had. And well, that's the thing, but John Carpenter was a fan of Psycho and it's what you don't see. Mm -hmm. That makes it scary. Yep. And that's why you don't get that. He was doing the Psycho. He was going hit Hitchcock with this. Uh, well, with part one, mm -hmm. where in part two, uh, different director, Rick, uh, was it Rick Rosenthal did this one? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I forgot in part three, Tommy Lee Wallace uh, yeah. directed that one. But that's the other more, thing about. More of the John Carpenter tree. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the other <laughs> thing about this, this third, these first three movies in this Halloween series is you had, a, even though Carpenter didn't direct two or three, he was still a producer on those movies. You had the same crew working on them. You had Dean Cundy uh, doing the, the, the photography and all three of them. So they, mm -hmm. they all looked alike. Yeah. So you, you kind of just, it, it felt natural with those. I mean, even if you throw part three in there, it still looks and feels like those first two Halloween movies. So yeah. it has DNA that all kind of works together. I mean, you know that the blood count in part two is higher because you got the one scene where they go in there and he had the nurse and he drained her dry and the whole floor is covered in blood. Yeah, way, way more blood than it could ever be in the human body. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that in our Halloween one and two episodes uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's 
there ain't that much blood in the body. It's just like it just continuously dri- and it was still dripping when he walked in. So you but- know, in the context of you not liking part four, simply like a lot of a lot of the reason you don't like part four is because of the mask. Like you could equate how bad Jamie Lee Curtis's wig is in this and make oh, the same no, argument. I, I, t- I talked about it. That's my, <laughs> I think it was my ugly. Yeah. Uh, when we did these movies is that wig is horrible. Cause she'd cut her hair off for another movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had that wig is so bad. Still not as bad as the mind mask in part four, but it's, it's really bad. Cause you can equate that to like a bad hair day in the hospital or something like that, but it's still bad. Obviously, the original Halloween is our number one on both of our lists. Shocker! What? Woo! And I didn't know this was going <laughs> to... We won't be able to say anything that hasn't already been said about that movie. You've got some people now that feel like the Rob Zombie remake is better than this one, which I think is absolutely insane, but that's my opinion. Um, I wanted to bring up a point that I've briefly talked about with you is... I imagine if Halloween 1978 was the only Halloween movie we ever got, or at least the only Michael Myers Halloween movie. We would have got the anthology thing instead. Right. I know it's tough to say that because everything gets remade nowadays, or at least has a sequel made to it. Um, you know, even, even movies that I hold in very high regard, like I feel like Jaws is its own movie. You know, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. And I feel like it's its own movie that you can't touch and like remaking it would be a a sin, but they've still made sequels to it. They've continued that, that franchise and it's gotten progressively worse and worse. Um, I feel like that could have been done with Halloween, but imagine if, all you got was from that 1978 movie was what John Carpenter gave us. And then the end of that movie on the cliffhanger that it gives us with Michael still out there in the night somewhere, you don't have all of this context of he's chasing his sister. He's got, he's possessed by the curse of thorn. I mean, just think the closing line of that movie would be. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Just the fact that the movie could end with him still being out there and we never know any more of that story is just like puts it in your head, especially if you're a kid watching a movie like that. Like Michael Myers is out there in the world walking around somewhere. We never got a satisfying end to that story. We just know Michael is still out there. I think that is one of the scariest things you could have ever done. And I really wish I lived in a world where that was the case. He's still out there. Yep. Is he in your neighborhood? Is he on your street? You know, that just, that's terrifying. And you're constantly thinking, is Michael still out there? Mm-hmm. Is he here? Is he out in my backyard? Is he behind the tree? Is he hanging in the sheets that I got out to dry right now? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah. he's in your closet. He's under your bed. It fucking gives me chicken skin, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I wish. I just as much as I love watching these movies and having fun with them. And the fact that I liked, I like the new timeline as much as I am starting to like it. I, I think I would love it even more if that was the case where we, that was the only, the only inkling of Michael Myers we've ever had in our lives. I feel like it would still be just as iconic or probably more because we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gone through all of this shit that we've gone through to kind of ruin the character for 30 years and now we're we're trying to get him back on track but 
still having trouble in that regard sometimes, but you know, yeah, a little bit behind. Yeah. It's, uh, I would like, I would, I would enjoy that. I think of the, just every Halloween you watch Halloween, mm-hmm. just the one. Cause that's all you got Yep, is you let your imagination and the human mind, which we are terrified of so many things of the not known mm-hmm. that, Michael's still out there walking around. Yeah. I mean, it's all fiction, but it makes your mind really think that. And every time you're outside and the the leaves are falling and the pumpkins are on the street and you walk out your back door, you're like, this is Michael out here. Yeah. You have and no, you have no context that, Oh, he's just out looking for his sister or whatever it is. They, whatever yeah. bullshit they tried to give us. It's just, there is a masked maniac out here trying to kill me. Exactly. You know, like, and he's out here somewhere. He's still out in that world somewhere. You know, I think, I think that would have been so great, but you know, yeah. well, hey, money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mustafa Akhead was like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And now his family is still going cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John Carpenter's, I'm pretty sure he likes his check. He gets every time they make these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I mean, he's doing the scores. So he's getting paid to do them anyway. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, we just talked to that. I mean, down in the comments, tell us what you think. I mean, if you think that would just be a more terrifying story is if they just did one Halloween movie. Yeah. I would, I would definitely like to hear people's take on that. Like, do you feel like it would be a stronger franchise or, I mean, do you think it would be a stronger movie as opposed to a franchise, you know, just one standalone movie. It's a standalone movie. And they could have done the anthology movies where we had a different story Mm -hmm. and they could have carried, we could have 13 Halloween movies of, 12 other stories about a Halloween night thing. Yeah. And, but we never get that closure on Michael Myers and, and every movie you're watching to see if he's there and they can even have subtle hints of about like they're in another part of the country. And then he says, Hey, did you ever read that newspaper story about that guy? And, uh, where is it? Haddonfield. Yeah. Catch that guy. Right. And they could throw that little seeds in every movie and even do it with the movie part three and then mention something that happened in part three and part seven type. Yeah. That could be a great film franchise in its own. It's, it, it would be, it's kind of cool because there's that show midnight mass that's on Netflix right now. Um, by, I, I, the, the director's name uh, escapes me at the moment, but, um, he, he directed, you know, he, he's involved with that show. He directed hush, which is on Netflix. And then, uh, he also did the, the, the Gerald's, Gerald's game. game. And his, that book is, yeah. And that book appears in each one of those. The The book Midnight Mass is in Gerald's Game and Hush. Hush. So it would just be one of those little things like that. Like you could have done that through an entire anthology series. I think it could have been something like that's the, you know, I've always, I've often said on, I've even mentioned it on this show a couple of times, like give me a DeLorean that goes back in time. I will go back and I will fix <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. And I would like to go see what the timeline would look like if you just let John Carpenter do what he originally planned to do and just leave Michael Myers alone and continue an, a horror anthology on that's set on Halloween. I think oh, that's a great idea. And unfortunately, we just couldn't make that go back, happen. Make one Jaws movie happen <laughs> and, and tell Rob Zombie, uh, just stay with the music. Stick to music. Stick to music. But, yeah. You know, I'll go see Rob Zombie in concert all day long. I just don't want to watch his Halloween movies. <laughs> see him and watch John Five play guitar, dude. That's yeah. gr- that'd be a great show. But 
we're just not a fan of this Halloween movies here. And I like this, and we send it for, I, we know there's people who see, say his movies are the quintessential Halloween movies. And again, it's your opinion. Our mm-hmm. opinion is that we don't like them, but right. we, uh, we appreciate you watching and listening yep. to this show. And right. like I said, if you disagree or agree, let us know below or shoot us something on any of our social media and tell us what you think. I mean, yep. we'd like to go back and forth, but everybody remember, we all love Halloween. No hate or nothing nope. right here. We might drop that word a couple of times or something, but we love all these movies. We just don't like certain things, and we feel certain ones are better than the others. So. Yeah, feel free to leave us any comments below, what you like, what you dislike. If you agree or disagree with our list, that's what we're here for, and we will we will chat with you in the comments. We like interacting with everybody, so definitely leave us some comments. If you like this episode, smash the like button, hit subscribe, so that way you know when we're putting out new videos this will also be up on our podcast stuff, so you can find us wherever you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Hit us up on social media at VHS of Alice Podcast. And I think that's going to do it for us here. That was our uh, worst to first for Halloween. So maybe we'll do some more worst to first with like other horror franchises in the future. So let us know in the comments below if you want to hear that from us. But until then, be kind. Rewind! And happy Halloween. Happy, happy, happy Halloween. You've been listening to the VHS Files Presents The Horror Section. We drop new episodes every Friday, so make sure you're subscribed and leave us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. Interact with us on all social media platforms at VHS Files Podcast. Email us your questions, comments, and movie suggestions at vhsfilespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Jason's horny today. Dude, that's that's dude. We used to make a joke it's about Halloween that song. It gets him in the mood. Woo! I'm all jacked up on Mio with energy. Wow. Eight more days to Halloween. 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 Or however many days we have when this comes out. <laughs>